This is the E-Commerce Brain Trust, a podcast about building momentum online for established consumer brands. Join our hosts and their expert guests for high-level conversations about e-commerce strategies, trends, and innovations. Access our Brain Trust and boost your brand's e-commerce potential. Hello and welcome to the E-Commerce Brain Trust podcast. I'm your host, Kiri Masters from Acadia, and today I'm joined by a returning guest. It's James Thompson, who is SVP of Performance and E-Commerce for Nutribolt, overseeing digital globally for the C4 Energy, Cellular, and Extend brands. With more than 15 years of experience in digital marketing, a decade on Amazon, an extensive experience leading global D2C businesses, James is driven by improving all individuals on his teams, which translates to performance for the brands. He's an avid surfer, having surfed professionally in his early 20s, a free dive spearfisher, husband, and father to two energetic children. Welcome to the show, James. Thank you for having me today. Yeah, good to have you back. So we're here to talk about retail media, and I know that we're going to veer off into some adjacent topics too, which I'm excited about, particularly Amazon Live, which I'm dying to get into your experience there because you have had wonderful results. But let's start with a retail media question. What is one or maybe a couple of things that your company has done particularly well with retail media? Yeah, I think is. You know, with retail media, a couple things, I guess. There would be digital talent applied to retail media across all customers. As you see customers, you know, bringing up programs, oftentimes you'll have sales members or you just won't have that digital acumen applied to all customers. So we're doing a great job in making sure that we're showing up in the right way, utilizing the programs as much as we can across the full customer base specific to Amazon we've just pushed the envelope working with you know our vendor teams to drive opportunities like Amazon live in our category which had never done, been done before we look at Amazon not only for commerce but really it's an opportunity to you know grow your brands and so those viewpoints i think really bring a differentiator into how we work with retail media yeah, I know that you have, you know, you're doing some things differently at Nutribolt as well, putting digital talent on retail media for other customers, for example. I know you're working also with Amazon Marketing Cloud. Could you tell us a little bit about what you're doing there that you think is particularly innovative? Yeah, I guess it goes into some of the full funnel tactics. We run 360 activations and so we'll surround right? Like tactics, Prime Day is a perfect example where we had an Amazon Live with Kevin Hart, but we then go and push that into a 360 activation, right? A lot of brands would never call out that, gosh, you have an Amazon Live to your DTC email list. We were posting on social. We were calling this out to our email list. We were, you know, dropping public relations, we were dropping PR heads. We really did a 360 activation and I'm not seeing that really within our competitor set. Why not? And why do you think that's a mistake? I would say sometimes it's really like org structure, right? Where you have 
individual goals by channel and it's not a united cohesive unit and applaud to our leadership. They've really given, you know, infused a culture of one Nutribolt, all boats rise. And that translates into the org structure and strategy and willingness to, right, like all work together and see success for each channel. That is super. And I think it's something that a lot of brand side practitioners really crave and fairly unusual that there is an attitude like that, you know, a rising tide lifts all ships and we're not so concerned about which channel someone is transacting in, just that they are transacting and having really no big preference around which channel wins. That is not so common and a lot of people would like it to be. And on Prime Day, right, like Amazon owns the audience. You know, you see other customers trying to make, you know, jump into a voice through those days. But, you know, every retailer is going to have their shining moment. And you really, for Prime Day, it's just recognition that, gosh, the traffic's going to Amazon and how do we best utilize it? You mentioned that it's sort of something that's inherently an attitude within leadership and at the organization. For people in a similar role to you that don't have that luxury, there's still a little bit of you know defensiveness or like preference to certain channels. What do you think that people in your position can do to help affect change or to help leadership and the organization as a whole understand this sort of new world order? Yeah, that's a great question, right? Because sometimes there's resistance between channels. And I've certainly worked in orgs where that existed. And I think it's really about building relationships and you hold the keys to so much data, right? Whether that's just what the consumer is doing on Amazon or what's winning. And you're now hearing different channels where they have buyers going to Amazon to look at, you know, what product should I bring in for next season? And I would say building those relationships in an intentional way and sharing data that makes them better in their role, right? If they're going to go meet with a buyer and they're equipped with key search data, maybe that's, you know, flavor preferences or style preferences. If you're in different categories, I'd say that's the best way to break that down and start to create that unification. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, data is something that we're going to talk a lot more about because it can take the emotion out of a lot of those decisions and those assumptions when you can actually kind of present something in black and white. So let's talk a little bit about Amazon Live and what the outcome was there. And you did already mention that it wasn't just throwing a video up on Amazon Live without any context, without any push towards that, and then, you know, throwing your hands up and saying, well, that didn't work. So you really went all in across a number of different channels to make that effective. I'd love to hear a little bit more about how that worked and what the outcome was. Yeah. So first it was just taking note of Amazon was testing and learning themselves and trying to move into live commerce. And it was showing up on PDPs, it was showing up in different places through the marketplace. So first we did a proof of concept and just chose a day, nothing special about the day, rented a studio and we were live for 60 minutes to really show our vendor team that, gosh, look, we can fill content in a big way for this amount of time. We should have this opportunity 
as an ad unit or right as some sort of feature that you provide for a key day like Prime Day. It wasn't available. They went back. They secured it for a category. We did energy drinks and brought in, you know, tier one influencer investor, Kevin Hart. With that placement, it was right up like on the homepage, down the page a bit, three to four spots, I believe it was throughout the day. And it was entertaining. I mean, it's Kevin Hart, right? So it was hilarious to watch. But then right there, you were creating an audience that was watching this. We hit that with DSP. We activated really in all channels, called it out in email, social, PR drops, and ended up being the biggest brand moment of the year. So we had almost a billion impressions. It was 900 million and change on top of a three to one return for the spend for the unit. And so overall, just a huge success, created massive awareness that drew, you know, attention to the brand. And then for, you know, total sales, like we absolutely crushed it. We were leading the category for Prime Day. And so a little bit unique there, but absolute, you know, stepped into it and ultimately hit a home run there for Prime Day. Yeah, I have to admit, I bought a case pack of C4 Energy on Prime Day. Oh, nice. Yeah, for the first time. So I was one of your new to brand customers there. Next time, (laughs) send your address and we'll take care of you. Thank you for the purchase. I'm just trying to help you out, man. (laughs) So, and I'm curious with that. So you got a billion impressions, which is huge. And you mentioned setting up DSP as well. Was there a halo effect that you observed or actively tried to harness around that as well? Definitely. So we right, grabbed the audiences wherever we could and then continued to market to them and saw definitely a higher performance out of that group that was already, I mean, the video stats on video are pretty incredible on conversion rates once they've watched a video or, you know, two, three X typically, but we definitely saw a trailing effect there using and marketing to those audiences. Yeah, that's super. Anything you'd add about live video before we move on? Any sort of misconceptions? Anything that you're looking to try out next time, but just before we move on? Yeah, I think it's keeping it fun, right? Like you do want to hit kind of your feature benefits, but you don't want to be, right, like a PDP translating to you know, a video format and like QBC, you know, HSN. I went through that training in a different org some time ago, but right. You have to be engaging. You've got to keep folks, you know, entertained essentially, and then you'll get the sale as well. But if you go up there and just kind of go robotic features benefits, that's not going to work for you. Like we had fun with flavor testing, right. And it was just Kevin and his trainer boss you know, going back and forth on the fun of flavor testing. Yeah. See, and I think that that is where it makes a lot of sense. I have just seen and heard a lot, just so many mixed reviews about live video. C4 is a huge success story and it does sound, it sounds fun. It sounds engaging. It's something that I would tune into. Another client of ours, Love Pop Cards. They have these beautiful, you know, really high-end cards that are pop-ups and they don't bring a celebrity in to do live videos. Actually, Emery, the marketing manager, doing these demos herself. And she actually gets some pretty good outcomes from that 
as well. So I've seen it work with, you know, you're getting a studio with one of the most recognizable comedians and going really big. And I've seen some examples where it's like fairly small budget, still done well, still engaging. And then there is sort of like beyond that, an ocean of really unwatchable content too. So (laughs) I just see a huge difference between who's doing it really well and what is unwatchable content that sadly is sort of appearing much of the time. It can be so terrible in our research. One of the James Bosch who sits on my Amazon team, fantastic, but he actually tuned into one where an influencer had fallen asleep during the Amazon live. (laughs) You know, so there's controls at times. So you definitely are going to get various content in the mix. Jeez. Yeah, certainly there is opportunity there, but it's the other piece too, I guess, is you can chop up the video and then write like test some video in search, or maybe that fits into some, you know, paid media elsewhere. Just utilize the asset once you have it. Yeah, that's a great point. All right, let's swing back to retail media more generally. Curious, what's something that you believe about retail media that others don't? I don't know if it's that others don't, but I think there's more efficiency to be gained using the different options than recognized. I mean, it's almost, if you look at the trends of Amazon's the perfect example, right? Of you'd see great ROAS out of sponsored products. Here come all the brands into sponsored products. Sponsored brands are sitting top of page and they just, right? Like didn't even jump to sponsored brands yet. Then all the brands kind of come up to sponsored brands. So then now I see more of a full funnel approach coming from the brands, especially with like, I guess the iOS updates in more challenging performance elsewhere, where you're going to see more full funnel approach in people using retail media networks. So I just see more efficiency. You know, it's not necessarily as clean as like, right, a pay-per-click result. And, you know, you really just have to, I think, look at it as full funnel and bring a brand perspective to mix in with performance. That's really interesting. John Denny, who heads up e-commerce at Carvu Ventures, a number of different brands there like Vital Proteins. His perspective, and I might be condensing it a little too much, but it's basically brand marketing is growth marketing. And his perspective is, you know, dollars spent at the top of the funnel will result in sales. It's just, you know, it really goes against the grain of the addiction that a lot of brands have to rollers or to you know something super measurable that they can again like you said comparing across channels and chasing the best return well that is you know that's going to meet a need if you have very specific contribution margin goals or something like that but if your goals are more broad around growth around brand awareness around driving trial and new to brand then that's a really short-sighted way of looking at it Exactly. And funny enough, my head of e-com and performance, Andy Sandine, comes from Vital and has that very similar viewpoint. So Vital's done well on Prime Day on some of those other key days with a similar broader activation. I've definitely noticed them. Yeah, I bought some Vital Protein on Prime Day as well. So potentially with folks. Maybe you are the top denominator here. I'm in all kinds of Amazon shopper audiences. I think that I'm just, yeah, there's. 
Yeah. There's a Kiri Masters shopper audience on Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked a little bit about org structure and incentives and it's a fairly forward thinking perspective that you have at Nutribolt, which is great. Um, thinking about ownership of e-commerce channels and there's a lot of curiosity I think out there about how different teams are organized from an e-commerce team and sales and objectives sit within the sales org, the marketing org. Sometimes there is a center of excellence. So just curious about how like from an org structure it's set up for you and your team. Yeah, we run a center of excellence. So right, it's a single digital team that supports global and omni-channel reports into me as well, right? So that's always an interesting one, right? Because it's matrix management, dotted line, enabling customers that are not tied to, right, like my revenue. So from an org structure, I'm a huge believer in that center of excellence and looking at how do you enable the whole org, but for the digital shelf? You know, when you start to have channel specific, maybe Amazon sits in the sales team, D2C sits under, I've seen it, marketing. That's where you just get those silos and not that unified front in bringing the best view of the brand to the digital shelf. So it takes leadership and executive leadership to really buy and drive that vision. So, you know, that's sometimes an education piece and at other times just being lucky enough to work for fantastic leaders. Yeah. Awesome. And related to that, what are the metrics that are most important to you in this center of excellence? Yeah. So we look at brand metrics, right? Like aided, unaided awareness. Ultimately, we want to be driving an increase of branded search. So always watching, right, like branded search at category levels, product levels as you're doing launches, and then kind of just your traditional, you know, all the way down to conversion. But, you know, CPG are always looking at LTV, repeat purchase rate as well. But, you know, I guess this year it'll evolve. We're looking at Amazon Marketing Cloud and looking at efficiencies of how, right, each touch point we'll get credit there. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Right now it's when you bring that central look, I think we're going to be enabled in a bigger way, but we do our best to piece it together right now. Excellent. Yeah. This is going to be a huge theme for 2023 is measurement. AMC is becoming more accessible, more robust, more sort of more tools and expertise around that speaking for ourselves at Acadia, it's something that we've lent into significantly. And then using the Amazon data with your own first party data, store data, it's moving way beyond CPG as well. We're talking about restaurants using Amazon Marketing Cloud data to see, you know, who visited a, a restaurant after seeing an ad and things like that. So ultimately, I think the word is getting out there. It's not just about the endemic brands selling physical stuff on the internet. There's going to be a little bit more competition as well from restaurants, healthcare, car manufacturers. You know, they're all sort of starting to wake up to the retail media opportunity as well. So it's not just your fellow CPG brands that you're going to be competing against anymore. Yeah, no, it's 
good point. And, you know, I definitely want to talk to you more about that. It's, you know, shout to you, like your content, you're always leading edge. Acadia is definitely sounds like on the forefront of this, but it's going to be a huge opportunity for the brands. And I think you guys are well positioned here is jumping into this, you know, ahead of many agencies. So excited to learn from you guys more about this. Yeah. Well, James, yeah. Anything else that you want to leave us with today? How you think about retail media, what you are looking forward to in the near future? I'm just looking forward to the opportunities to grow in retail media. Each customer, especially Amazon, are offering right better targeting, better products. And so as a you know digital leader, to me, it's just exciting to you know, put these opportunities together and ultimately drive more performance. So a lot of brands are going to be going more full funnel with individual customers. And it's going to be fun to watch that evolve. New toys. New, New toys. toys to Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for joining me, James. Thank you so much, Kiri. And always a pleasure to chat, whether it's here or at a conference or whenever we get a chance. <laughs>